0: This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Primal Potential podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. This episode is going to shift your perspective I hope you will allow it to do that. It has done so for me, this concept that I want to discuss with you guys today, and it continues to really not just help me, but get me doing the things that really move the needle, even when those are the things that I'm most likely to to skip, to say I don't have time for, and then rush off to the tasks, right? Right. And this came up for me earlier today. I'm going to tell you more about that in just a second. But to kick things off, today was one of those days where because of the work things that I need to get done and the personal things that I need to get done and an appointment I have later, I just felt like my time was squeezed before I even started the day. And one of the things I told myself I was going to do before I got into my work was meditate. And I sat down to meditate and I... My first thought was to either not do it or to cut it short, you know, to do like five minutes instead of 30 minutes or not do it at all because I just don't have time today and I have to get to these other things. And in that moment, what I want to talk to you guys about today really made a huge impact. And it made a huge impact not in the choice I ultimately made, though it did do that. It made a huge impact in the rest of my day and what I was able to get done and how I was able to get those things done. So here's where it came from. A lot of you guys know I am a big fan of CrossFit, primarily just as a modality. I really believe in it as a modality for functional fitness and being able to do things throughout life like you know, lift your suitcase into the overhead compartment on a plane, uh, carry in seven bags of groceries and stay balanced, all of that kind of stuff. I think that it's an incredible community, and I just like it as a fan, right? I like to uh, watch the elite athletes and all of that kind of stuff. And if you aren't familiar with CrossFit, the man who sort of reigns supreme as the most decorated CrossFit athlete, the most probably impressive CrossFit athlete, is a guy named Matt Frazier. And Matt has a background in. Uh, powerlifting, Olympic lifting kind of stuff, powerlifting really, um, and got into CrossFit after breaking his back, right? So that's well, not even relevant, but I want to, <laughs> I want to point it out to, to give you this accurate picture of this guy, not who just came in as a young fit dude who could lift heavy weights. No, he was on track to go to the Olympics in, in weightlifting, and he broke his back badly, like as a teenager, and they told him, you'll never, you'll never run, you certainly won't be a competitive athlete. Fast forward just a few years, and he was on pace to be one of the most impressive CrossFit athletes ever, walking on his hands, doing ring muscle-ups, lifting heavy weights, running, you name it, after breaking his back and being told by world-renowned doctors that nothing like that was even possible for him. And he proved him wrong in short order. Now, I mean, kind of a side note, but how many of us would just kind of accept what we were told? That's out of the cards, you know, that's not in the cards for me because of this. That's, That's not gonna happen because of this. And it would make sense to accept that because we put faith and belief in the opinions of experts. But I'm always inspired when I remember that about him that he put his faith in himself and in his body, and in his body's ability to heal. And I just, I just find that to be fascinating. Anyway, it's one of the reasons that I follow Matt Frazier on social media and things like that. So I think it was in January, he posted something on his social media. And it was a a picture or video of him working out again, he's like, his title is, you know, fittest man alive or something like that, and fittest man on earth, because he's R- routinely now, five times won the CrossFit games handily, like hundreds of points over the other competitors, truly, truly in a league of his own. So, everybody always wonders what does he do differently? He's not only better than anybody else, he's consistently way, way, way better than anybody else. How? Especially given like he's got metal in his back, you know, he has rods and pins and screws in his back how is this even possible? And no, it's not doping, and they're really um, rigid about drug testing and things like that. And you can look at him and and just kind of visually be like, this guy's not not doping, so don't even let your mind go to those crazy places. So he posts on social media. And he said, it's really not about doing harder workouts, but about doing everything possible to allow your body to go harder in every workout. He might have been, like, stretching in the video or something like that that so many of us skip, you know? Like I just gotta get to the thing that really makes the difference, which is the workout and the stretching. I don't have time for it. But I wanna say this again, because when I, when I read it, when I saw it, I stopped, I wrote it down, I put it in my calendar at multiple repeat dates. You guys know I do that so that something that moves me and inspires me is not just one singular moment in time, but I am intentional and deliberate about making sure that I consider it regularly it's not about doing harder workouts, but doing everything possible to allow your body to go harder in every workout. And he's referring to things like stretching, mobility, sleep, nutrition, All of those kinds of things, because we all know somebody, and this is not an episode about fitness. So if you're like, I hate CrossFit, I don't work out, you got to stay with me because where I'm going with this and the application for your life and my life has nothing to do with fitness. But we we all know somebody who, you know, decides to train for a marathon and they do it and they come out with like totally jacked up knees or they say like, I'm going to get super fit and they go all at it and you know, they hurt themselves. They get a stress fracture. They get tennis elbow or whatever. Like that's, that's very much my husband Chris's story. God love him. He's super competitive. He decided after watching me do CrossFit for years, one day on his birthday, he was like, you know what? I want to give it a try. Got really into the competitive nature of it, but didn't focus on nutrition, never warmed up properly, didn't really care so much about form, and ended up with a really significant case of tennis elbow that took him out of the gym for months and actually put him on steroids because he didn't do what Matt is saying here everything to allow your body to go harder now the reason that this that this shifted for me had nothing to do with fitness because right now as i record this i'm very pregnant and Going harder in the gym is like not on the top of my priority list. But you know what I was thinking about instantly? How I show up in like my day-to-day stuff, like my tasks, my work, the things that I need to do around home. One of my big priorities this year is, is getting organized and optimized with my finances and things like that. So there's not only my primal potential work, my Amare work, my my work that pays me, but I also have, honestly, sometimes multiple hours a day of paperwork and follow-up and organization to, to get the, the organization and the structure that I need for personal life, right? And so as I, I saw this post, you know, it's not about going harder, but it's about doing everything possible to allow yourself to go harder, to perform better, And that, for me, includes things like meditation, like journaling, like eating really well, staying hydrated, working on my mindset. And I'd be lying if I told you that those aren't the things that I'm drawn to skipping when there's a day like today where I feel like there's not enough time. You know, those are the days where I'm most likely to kind of Mm, take some shortcuts on my journaling, you put two minutes into it instead of 10 minutes into it, where I know I would get more out of it if I put 10 minutes into it, where I'm likely to either say I don't have time to meditate or meditate for way less time. And with this perspective, I realized how how short-sighted that is because it is those things, taking the time to journal without rushing to journal with thoughtfulness. And when I say journal, it's not like Dear Diary, I had a weird dream last night. Journaling for me is setting the intention for how I want to show up today. It is getting organized in the things that I need to do in the order that I'm going to do them, how I'm going to invest in myself, It's identifying what I need from a productivity standpoint. Like I've got to record two podcasts. I've got to, you know, do all these other things for work. But also from a fulfillment standpoint, I want to have quality time with Chris. I want to make sure that I'm moving forward these financial priorities that I have. All that kind of stuff, right? I want to send a letter to my grandmother, anything along those lines. Those are the things that allow me to perform better in the other stuff when i make time to work out and to meditate and to journal and when i make sure that i drink enough water and i'm eating really well those are the things that allow me to focus better to resist distractions to have more margin and and the way i think about margin i heard it defined this way i don't know where or when but a long long time ago margin is the space between your load and your limits, right? What you have on your plate and like your breaking point, right? Margin is the space between those two things. When I don't do those things, when I don't journal well, when I don't meditate fully, when I, you know, don't give it the time that it needs. When I don't eat well, when I don't prioritize rest, when I don't prioritize fulfillment and I'm just like this master task person, it makes everything else suffer. I'm not able to focus as well. I am more prone to distractions. I don't have the bandwidth. I don't have the space between my load and my limits. So a phone call from a bank that they need another piece of paper signed Sets me off, or a text message from Comcast saying that I hit my data limits for the unlimited plan I paid for, like ruffles my feathers. When if I am doing those things, it doesn't. It's like, okay, well, what do we need to do now? You know? I started thinking when I saw this post from Matt, you know, it's not about going harder, but it's about doing everything possible that allows you to go harder. That's what really, really matters. I started thinking about how I could apply this. Like, what does it look like for me to apply this? Because we all hear and see things every day, whether in a book we're listening to or reading or a podcast or social media, we hear things that we're like, oh, that's good. But for me, the magic comes when I ask myself and I don't rush through the answering process of what can I do to apply this? What does that mean for me? My success is not about finding a way to cram in more tasks, starting earlier, ending later, being more efficient, none of that. Success really comes from doing the things that allow me to be more creative, the things that allow me to be more focused, that allow me to be more emotionally grounded and not so volatile, right? What are the things that set me up to not be set off easily, right? There are things that I do that make it so that if Chris says or does something, it doesn't ruffle my feathers. And then when I skip those things, when I don't do those things, every time he breathes, it irritates me, (laughs) you know? I mean, it's a real difference maker. And so it immediately got me thinking, how many times are these the very things that I I short-circuit? I say, well, I don't have time. I don't have time for that. So it goes back to kind of how I kicked off this episode. I had this morning, just this morning, I had given myself from 7am to 9am to journal, eat breakfast, work out and meditate and meditate. And I don't know why. I don't know if I was just moving slowly or I don't know. The time started to feel short. And I really, today, wanted, told myself I needed to start my work right at nine because of the amount I had to do and the other things I had going on in the afternoon. So I sat down to meditate and I'm like, I still have to work out. I know how much time there is between now and nine. Like, I don't really have time to do this well, to do this fully. And when I recognize that story, that narrative, that pattern of thought, I brought myself back to this idea from Matt Frazier, that it's not about jamming in more time for productivity it's not about starting right at 9 if i give myself this time to meditate i'm going to be more efficient more focused more productive more, more productive more balanced more grounded more resilient once i get started so this matters and if i don't do this i'm making all of the things that come later a little bit harder i can make those things that come later easier or i can make those things harder and so I said, I'm just, I'm going to meditate for the full amount of time. And if that means that I don't start until 9.30 or it's 9.15 or it's 10, I know that this is actually the most important thing because it sets me up to do those other things well. Right? It's definitely a perspective shift that I can use in a, in a lot of different, different areas because, there was, a, there was a season of my life where I would think along the lines of, I'm too stressed or too overwhelmed or too upset to, to eat clean, right? Like, I just don't even care, and that's when I would order pizza or get Chinese takeout or any number of other things. But this new perspective reminds me that what matters is doing the things that allow me to show up the way I want to show up, right? That allow me to show up and be happy, that allow me to show up and be motivated and be focused and be resilient, many times. I would say this happens at least four or five times a week. I think, like, I'm not in the mood to listen to a self-improvement podcast or a book on Audible or a sermon. Like, I just want to check out and watch garbage TV instead, you know? Or when I was, like, really into crime podcasts, true crime podcasts, same, same sort of thing. Like, I could listen to this book that's really good for me, but, like, I'm just not in the headspace. I just want to, like, to blank out and listen to some story about how one person killed another, <laughs> which just so crazy and so dark. And I'm so glad that that's like not a regular thing for me now. But in reality, that perspective, I don't have time for this stuff, because I'm too overwhelmed by other things. And so I just need an escape or whatever else. That old way gives me the old results, right? And when I say, it really doesn't matter if I feel like listening to this book or this podcast or this sermon, this is the thing that is going to allow me to make the rest of my day better. This is the thing that's going to make a difference in what I choose for dinner. This is the thing that's going to make a difference in if I work out or if I don't work out, if I have a pleasant night with Chris or I have an unpleasant night with Chris, if I'm short tempered or if I'm like really patient and... Appreciative. These are the things that give me that margin, right? That space between my load and my limits. And other things very obviously reduce my margin. I mentioned journaling earlier. I know from experience that it makes a massive difference in the way my day goes. Again, it's not, dear diary, I had a weird dream last night. Dear diary, I'm sad about this. It's who do I want to be? How do I want to show up? What are the things I need to do? It's kind of a combination between like setting an intention and a vision and also planning and organizing. It's a it's a combination of those, the way I do it with the Changemakers Journal. I know how important that is, and yet when I feel like time is short, I've got a meeting coming up in a little bit, I've got to get this stuff done before that meeting, I'll be like, whatever, I don't have time to journal today. But that is when it matters most. You have to choose the new perspective. You have to recognize when you're operating with the old perspective. So I want to ask you to go back to what Matt said, right? It's not about going harder. It's about doing the things that allow you to, whether that's go harder, focus more, be more creative, be more kind, be more present, be more patient, right? His words are related to to fitness, but I think we can adapt this this concept to ourselves. It's not about being more productive, it's about doing everything possible to allow you to resist distractions, to allow you to be more focused, to allow you to be more clear on what needs to be done. What are those things for you? I've shared what they are for me. Probably the biggest one is is journaling, right? Just taking that time to kind of download my thoughts and synthesize everything and put together a plan and a vision of how I wanna go through the day. Like one of the things I often journal about there's a field in the, in the Changemakers Journal on the daily page that says, um, I'm the kind of person who, and one of the things I almost always write is I'm the kind of person who doesn't rush. I know that there is enough time to do things well. And so I, I take things one at a time, right? I take things one at a time without being overwhelmed. And when I get my head focused on that, when I get my priority aligned with that, Oh my gosh, it makes such a big difference compared to when I, when I skip it, when I don't really think about that, when I don't align with that and bring that into the forefront of my mind. So, So journaling is a big one for me. Meditating is a huge one because... There's a million ways to meditate. There's no wrong ways to meditate. So if you're listening and then you're like, I can't meditate. I have too many thoughts in my head. You don't understand what meditation is because meditation is not about stopping thought. That's that's not even possible. Meditation is about being more present, being aware of the thoughts and kind of calming down and settling down. It has nothing to do with stopping your frantic monkey mind, okay? But anyway, that's that's a conversation for another day. When I meditate, I... I, I slow down the monkey mind. Yes, I totally, while I'm meditating, have the thoughts of like, I need to pull some frozen meat out of the freezer <laughs> for dinner. Uh, I need to make sure to remember to call, blah, blah, blah. I can't forget to do that. da, 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 da. Uh, This conversation I had with so-and-so yesterday pissed me off. Like those things happen. That's okay. That doesn't mean it's a failure of meditation. But I have moments when I meditate of slowing down and calming down and being more grateful, being more open instead of being closed off and having everything be about me and how everything's hard and whatever. Meditation does that for me. Working out It's tough to summarize what that does for me, but I think one of the most obvious things is that it makes me more energetic. So in the morning, even if I feel like I'm dragging, especially right now, like I'm not really sleeping much, not sleeping well because of just pregnancy and how my body responds to that, after a workout, even though it can be counterintuitive... I have dramatically more energy because I've got blood flow, I've got oxygenation, I've got nutrients being delivered throughout my body, I've got endorphins going, so I feel way more energized. It also makes a difference in how I sleep later that night. It also just reflects who I want to be. I don't want to be the kind of person that's like, I don't feel like it, I don't have time. And that's not the example I want to set for my kids. It helps me be more clear-headed. I don't like getting into my work and feeling kind of foggy or distracted. So working out is a huge one for me. Eating is a huge one for me, right? If I have sugar and starch regularly, I'm more distractible, I'm more negative, I have more anxiety, and I have less creativity, right? As well as less overall energy. So, So those are some of the things... For me, And I want you to ask yourself, what are those things for you that make everything else easier, that set you up to be able to show up the way you want to? So maybe it's what are the things that make you feel more grateful or more patient or more present or less overwhelmed? What are the things that increase your energy? What are the things that improve your mood? What are the things that support your creativity? Make sure you know what they are. And look, if you're listening and you think, I don't really know for sure, that's okay. You're going to learn from your practice. So maybe you start with my ideas, right? If you don't have any for your own, start with mine and try them on for size. Be consistent with them for a week or two and pay attention to what does it change? How does it make you feel? What differences do you notice? That's the only way I know what mine are. The only way that I know what these things are for me is because of experience in doing them consistently and experiencing and skipping them, right? I know the difference. Maybe you think you know, like, well, it might be this or it might be that. Okay, so give it a couple weeks and learn from your practice, learn from your experience. Ask your, your spouse or your kids what they think those things are for you. They might say, you know, Mom, when you work out, you are just so much happier. And when you don't work out, you know, you're not. Or mom, when you eat well, you are more more positive and more fun to be around. And when you're not eating well, you're just a little more whiny. Or what? like ask people in your life. Ask people what theirs are. Go into the Primal Potential Facebook group, which is an amazing, positive community of people who are looking to get better, do better, be better and ask for their ideas, and then try those on for size. It's not a problem if you're not sure what yours are. It's not a problem if you only know one, and you think there should be five or six. One's great, one's an amazing start, but begin to pay attention. And what helps me with this is journaling, right? I can tell on the days where I've been like a chainsaw through butter, and I feel really good, and I'm positive, and I have lots of wins written down, compared to a day where uh, nothing's crossed off, or very little is crossed off, or very little was filled out, you start to see these patterns. So look for those patterns. It's not about going harder or doing more. It is about prioritizing the things that allow you to go harder and do more. And that perspective shift, if you adopt it, if you start to incorporate it, it's gonna make a huge difference in your life. Make it a great day. I'll talk to you soon.